Hey Mr. Yakub, welcome to the show. Uh thank you so much for coming on to this really it means a lot and I know it's been like uh, uh to be honest I just want to tell you this because uh when I was starting out my season 3 and you were like one of the inspiration that actually get me going because you were interviewing Agnes and I actually got her on my show as well and so yeah it just kind of uh, went on so you're one of my inspirations so first of all thank you so much for that. and uh, next is just tell a little bit about yourself like you know how did it all start and all that stuff so can you present a little bit about yourself jeffrey first of all hi <laughs> it's amazing to be here um wow you really made my day once you said that um i actually inspired you um with my podcast because my personal mission statement in life is to provide knowledge value and skills that empower others to make a positive change in their lives so if i was able to do that with my with my podcast and with my content on linkedin i'm i'm happy that it actually worked <laughs> so thank you for that <laughs> um to your second question a little bit about me so i'm 26 years old i'm from czech republic um people from english speaking countries usually pronounce you, my name as jacob uh but my mom calls calls me jakub <laughs> um and you call me yakub as well so that that's perfect <laughs> uh that's that's how to pronounce my name anyway um a little bit about my background so um i started my first business when i was 17 and it was a business with my with my friend and what we were doing is that we were um making a wine made out of rice so it was like a budget sake sake is a rice wine and it was actually alcoholic beverage and we were 17 years old and uh well you can hear that it's not going to end well because we were under age we were selling it to our under age classmates so it was technically illegal but uh i i actually i actually liked the i actually liked it because we were we were uh, making something uh that was completely our uh ours and um it was just fun doing something out of nothing and i think that was the time when i decided that i want to um that i want to be entrepreneur that i want to sell stuff So since then we're working on many different things uh usually with the with the co-founder who um I I started my first business with uh but the first real um business first real experience something a little bit more successful uh was actually with someone else and what we did is that we started um very simple simple business model it was about this you have something at home you don't need it can be a phone it can be a laptop and we would just come home we would take it and we would sell it for you and we would take a little commission after we sell it and in the first month we we made uh 500 dollars second month we made nothing uh third month we made again nothing or 50 dollars and then it started to be a little bit more interesting people started reaching out to us that hey can you sell my car hey can you sell my my house and <laughs> we started selling more expensive stuff um and then i decided that i want to join and that i want to um learn more about online marketing so i started doing some money with affiliate marketing uh we launched some communities on facebook um eventually i i was offered a position to become a cmo of pitchground which was which is uh which is a startup based in india but uh operating worldwide and that was actually my only only experience uh working for somebody else and now what i'm focusing on is building my podcast booking agency uh where i help entrepreneurs coaches and book authors get booked on podcasts their target audience listens to so that's a very brief overview jeffrey of of my of my uh background 
Wow. I I just used to wonder like what would be the full version would be. I think I just have to record a whole another season for you to tell what are things that you did probably <laughs> doing and going to do. So wow wow that wow, that's an awesome one. So I'm sorry actually, I'm sorry if I if I went yeah, yeah. on a little little on the rant there. I know that as as a podcast <laughs> as a podcaster I I don't like when people just talk and talk and talk. uh but i just wanted to give give my background <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i mean it's really weird when people actually you know as a, another one of my uh, podcast guest as i also said that uh like uh, you know uh, if i talk a lot if i chat each please stop me whenever you want i mean like it's a podcast you should talk a lot that's the major stuff right i mean like i don't know why i'm actually saying that but it's kind of my uh, notion towards it so yeah right nevertheless <laughs> So awesome. So uh what is actually this uh, speak on podcast is all about? So you said about you know booking guests and all of that. But uh, um is there anything else that you guys do other than you know book to target audience anything special like that anything like that? Good question. Um I will quickly tell you how I got into it because it's really tied to everything about podcasting. So uh in uh, February this year in tw- 2020 I decided that I want to uh create some podcast related business. So my first idea was that I will help people to start their own podcast. So I reached out to a couple hundred of people on LinkedIn, asked them, "Hey, do you want to start your podcast?" And uh they said, "Yeah, it all sounds good, but it sounds like a lot of work. Can't you just help me book on um can't you just help me book on other people's podcasts that already exist so I can tap into their audiences?" I was like, "Okay, that sounds interesting." And once I heard it multiple times, like 10, 15, 20 times from completely different people, I said, "Okay, this is a pattern." uh this might be a viable business opportunity so i made a pivot and i decided that i will i will start offering it as a service so i started as a consultant offering it for for um for executive coaches uh i got my couple of my first clients and then um i connected with uh, mark colgan who is my co-founder and david hansel who is a serial entrepreneur and uh, our our uh, third co-founder at speak on podcasts and we took it more Well, I took it seriously before, but we created more systems about it. We hired our first uh first employees, first booking agents, um and uh first project manager. So, uh right now what we are doing is that people approach us when they want to share their message on podcast. So, what we are doing here um is that we are talking to audience that is interested in podcasting. So, if i would be doing that first service that i would help people to launch their podcasts that would be actually my perfect audience because i could i could actually share what it's like to uh to launch a podcast and then at the end of say hey if you need help um you you can reach out to me so that's what we are doing for our clients uh we are connecting them with their ideal audience through uh through podcasts Wow and you actually kind of answered my second question as well that's illegal as well you know <laughs> so what is illegal <laughs> <laughs> well i i i don't i don't i don't want to you know exaggerate on that but the thing is you actually said that you started by reaching out to people like you know if you want to start their own podcast like you know you reached out and asked uh, and all of stuff but uh, did you actually do it for free at first or did you charge a lot and what are the you know how, how did you actually like uh, did you have a business model anything like that only you said only after you know doing everything you figured it out that this is a viable business model but before doing that do you have anything in mind like this would actually end up something like this mm-hmm. um so what i did as a as a mistake in the past is that i i came up with an idea and then i tried to sell it right i tried to sell it uh, try to find the people who will like the idea and it didn't work so what i did now differently 
is that I chose a target audience that I would enjoy working with. So uh, it was coaches, it was consultants, people who are quite successful, but they're not running huge companies. So what I did is that I reached out to many of these people and I asked them three questions. Uh, first one was, if you would have a magic wand that would immediately solve one uh, business issue you have in your business, what business issue would it be? Uh, second, what have you tried so far to fix this issue? And third question, why did it fail? And I started acquiring all these data. And uh, after I, I acquired around 20 or 30 different answers, I again started seeing a pattern. And there were two types of answers. First one, I need more clients. I need more leads. Um, uh, I need to grow my audience. Basically, I need to grow my revenue. Um, and the second type of answer was, uh, I need more time. So I need to know how to create systems. I need to know how to hire right people. And then once I figured out what is the problem that these people are having, then I started creating my idea. Then I started creating my solution and I connected uh, people who were looking for more clients who want to grow their audience with my passion. And my passion was podcasting. So I figured out how to solve this problem that so many people told me that they have with what I like. And uh, then I figured out that I can do it with podcast, podcasting and that's how it was actually born. Awesome, 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 awesome. And this this actually kind of crossed my uh, mind when you were saying when you were saying that what you guys do. Uh, do you have any known competitors? There are so many of them. There's um, because it's a very um, this this space is um, is booming right now. There are more podcasts uh, starting. I mean, you are <laughs> you're the proof of that. There are more people, uh, more marketers, more business owners. Uh, aware that uh, podcasts have amazing audiences. So more of these uh, business owners are interested in being on podcasts, which of course creates uh, more space for uh, for competitors. And there are, there are big competitors out there. One of them uh, would be, for example, Interview Connections. They're, they're huge. They're, I think they're, they were one of the first ones. Then Interview Valet, um, Lemon Pie. And yeah, there are a lot of them. And I actually don't mind mentioning them because the space is so huge uh, and I, I wish them with them all the best. But at the same time, I just want to dominate. <laughs> but I know <laughs> well, that, that I, that's I, I just thought actually. <laughs> I, I actually know that th there will be a lot of space for a lot of people in uh, in this in this industry. Wow! 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 That's great! That's great! And, uh, you know, this is just uh, this one important stuff is that when podcasting is actually always considered as a networking tool, right? It's like, you know, you connect with people and maybe convert them into client and all that stuff. But um, uh, why do you think people actually consider this podcasting as a networking tool? And how do you think that uh, as a network, can you can you actually like leverage it? Do you have any take on that? I see this approach more and more becoming more and more popular. Um, and I think one of the biggest influencers in this um, in promoting this approach is James Carberry from B2B Growth Podcast and from podcast podcast production agency Sweetfish Media. Um, I had the opportunity to interview him um, last week on why I podcast FM, which is my blog. And what he does is actually that on his podcast, B2B Growth, he invites VPs of marketing um, and, and CMOs basically people in a bigger, uh, high growth companies. And he interviews them 
And that's actually the first touch point with them because people love to be interviewed. People love to be in a spotlight. They, it's very easy to get somebody agree on the interview. And um, even very hard to reach people, uh, you, they, they will basically say, yes, of course, I want to share my story. And once you are with them on the, uh, once you're doing the podcast with them, first, there will be a time before the recording that you, you can, you can chit chat. Then during the recording, you can ask a couple of the, couple of the questions that, um, that might help them to qualify them for, for your service. And third, after the recording, there will be time to, again, chit chat. But I would like to pinpoint one thing. It's, um, it still should be about providing value to your audience and networking uh, should be maybe one of the side effects or you, you should be genuinely interested in creating cool experiences for your guests. But I really like the idea of networking through podcasts and a lot of, a lot of start podcasters were just starting out. They're thinking that most of their results, most of their revenue, most of their growth, uh, business growth will come from people who are listening to the podcast. But especially on the start when you don't have audience because it's very difficult to grow your podcast audience, it takes time. And the biggest opportunity you have are actually the people you interview on your podcast, your guests. Uh, so I would be a little bit more picky on who you pick on your, um, to interview on your podcast. And if you do so, your podcast should be also at least a little bit niche down. You shouldn't be talking about everything. So uh, if you would, it wouldn't be so appealing to these decision makers. Yeah, like I did before. <laughs> I was talking about everything and people saying me, just talk about the important stuff, man. I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> But it's good. Yeah, yeah, That's I... good that you are, you're listening to your audience. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah, I totally agree on the fact that it should be not like, uh, you know, a straight on sales pitch when you're actually, you know, recording your podcast rather than actually kind of a providing value to the audience. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that point. So in one of your posts, you were actually kind of mentioned like uh, some of the important KPIs, you know, when it's actually supposed to be, uh, if you're appearing as a guest on someone else's show. So what do you think are the two most important like KPIs which you think that if you're a guest, like you appearing on my show, I mean, like obviously my show is not that huge. Uh, explaining that if you are like someone's on a big show, like, you know, Tim Ferriss or, you know, Joe Rogan or anyone's firm. So what do you think is the major like, uh, you know, uh, KPIs that everyone should actually look after? I think there is no generalized answer. Um, it really depends on what is your goal on the start. Because if your goal is uh, with the SEO in mind that you want to leverage podcasts to actually build backlinks to your website, because most of the podcasters will link your, your site in episode notes, and that will create a high quality backlink, which will add to your domain authority on Google. And uh, over time, once you, uh, once you get more of these backlinks, uh, your site will be ranked better on Google. So if, if uh, backlinks is your number one metric, and if that's why you're doing podcast appearances, that should be the KPI you, you are looking for. If there's, for example, um, if you want to measure brand awareness, which is quite difficult to measure, you can measure social media mentions. So you can install a, install a tool like Vario or something that tracks keywords you choose. So it can be your brand name, it can be your name as a person. And when somebody mentions that, uh, that keyword on, on, uh, on social media, you will receive a notification. So let's say that you want to be more out there, you want, to, you want more people to share your brand, um, and that's what's important for you. 
then you want to see whether there is a spike after you started um, appearing on podcasts uh, in, uh, in these social media mentions. But the bottom line is it's very difficult uh, or not difficult, but it's not that straightforward to track the effectiveness of podcast appearances because it falls more into PR bucket. It's not a performance marketing bucket where you would know that you put $1 in, you got $3 out. Um, it's not that simple, unfortunately. But um, there's way more advantages to doing podcast appearances rather than, rather than not doing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, to be honest, I was actually really afraid, you know, when I uh, was asked as guest uh, this to this uh, All Relationship podcast. They actually talk, uh, you know, wanted to me to talk about the, rela- the relationship that I've been through. The only thing is I didn't actually have a full-fledged relationship. I just had like a half-girlfriend relationship and which was actually kind of a really intrigued one because in our in country, we have this movie and a book called Half Girlfriend. Okay, if you ever get a chance, please read it, but don't scold me after that, whether it's uh, being entirely shit or not. Don't scold me after that. <laughs> but uh, if, if you ever get a chance uh, and if you ever experience anything, you can just go on to it. But yeah, I can I can clearly understand like uh, there's no generalizing stuff. It's all based on the uh, people's mindset and their goals, of course. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So uh, you mentioned one of the strategies, you know, to contact host or through email. Okay, and this is something that I found like. I don't know. Do, do, do How do you think that is actually really great? Because uh, around 60%, I think in your poll, it's actually said that uh, through email is really good. Uh, but please justify that with me. I don't, because I tried it many times with some people and didn't work at all. Maybe my uh, pitch is wrong or maybe my words aren't that appealing. But uh, what are the tips that you would want to give that, you know, people actually open our email actually? I talk to a lot of podcast hosts about this, um, especially after I interview them on why I podcast.fm. And I ask them, what makes a good uh, guest pitch? What what makes you say, yes, I want this guest on my podcast? And there are two main things. And the first one, which pretty much every podcaster agrees on, is relevancy. So most of these podcast guest pitch emails uh, podcast hosts receive um, they are not relevant for their show. So let's say that you are running a um, recruiting show and you you get recommended some sales professional or fitness trainer. And that's happening because people just take, um, take a list of podcasts, take email addresses of different podcasts, and they will just send the same email to everybody. They will maybe change the name of the podcast through some merge fields and the name of the podcaster, But that's it. And what it does is first, podcasters won't reply to you because it's absolutely non-relevant for 99% of of cases. And second, what is worse is that there is actually a limited amount of podcasts. And once you start doing this and once you start uh, sending shitty guest pitches, your reputation is actually ruined because they will start uh, marking your, your emails as spam. They will know that your name is tied to uh, recommending not high quality guests. And you will pretty much won't have, um, you, you won't be in a good position uh, to, 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 to pitch more guests on these podcasts. If you're doing it for yourself, um, same, same rules apply. And the second reason I mentioned is that uh, most of these podcast emails, podcast guest pitch emails, are super long. They're so long. And 
just think about this email if I would be walking somewhere. If I'm if I'm walking from my desk to the toilet and I hear a notification, I will open the email and once I sit on the toilet, I will immediately know that I want this guest or not. Don't make me read so such 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 a long paragraphs. And I, I'm gonna be completely straightforward that we were doing it as well. I was doing it as well. And it worked to some extent, but when you are reaching out to really, really big guests, uh, I mean, podcast, podcast hosts, they are receiving hundreds of guest pitches every month and they need to know fast whether the, uh, whether the guest is relevant or not. So relevancy and length. And if you're, well, uh, one last tip, if you're mentioning that you love the podcast, please make sure that you actually listen to the podcast to at least some episode because that's yeah. another thing I hear <laughs> yeah. from so many, so many podcast hosts. Oh, another guy who says, I love your podcast. And when I ask him, okay, what do you like about it? I don't hear back from him because everybody says they love your podcast, but they know that you didn't listen to the episode or I listened to the recent episode with the name and that's literally what the personalization. But what you want to do is just listen to the episode, find what is interesting about that episode and make sure that you are somewhat similar uh, to, to the guests that this podcast host usually interviews. Wow. Yeah, I guess authenticity, like you said, God. Yeah, I mean, like I've done this pretty much many times. It's like, you know, whenever you're saying <laughs> that, I was like, oh, my God, I was like blinking my eyes. Oh, my God. He's, I think he's mentioning me directly if he knows. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess I guess that's the thing. The, the one of the reasons why I actually, you know, really stunned when I saw the, it, it was email. It's just, you know, uh, I'm actually not that much of an email reader. Okay, I'm kind of a big social media guy and not that much of an email reader. But a guy actually, uh, he's called John Wong. I think I'm just pronouncing his name right. So he's actually a YouTuber and he has his own podcast and he's actually doing uh, SEO, po- SEO on podcasting. Probably that's his uh, main uh, topic. So he actually sent an email he no actually his assistant yeah uh, sent an email uh, like you know we the tagline was this i mean like subject line was this uh, we want to teach your audience about podcast seo the moment i saw that i was i thought it was a promotion uh, you know uh, like an email so i swiped it away i didn't see it and the next day i got a message on linkedin saying that hey jeffrey i saw your podcast it was really amazing so i just want to feature on your podcast as a guest then I was really guilty. Oh my God. So someone actually wanted to be a guest on my podcast and I just wiped that entire stuff away. <laughs> so I felt really, really guilty when, uh, you know, uh, someone actually uh, did that. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to feel guilty. That's actually, actually their job to make sure that you will read that email. Uh, if they if they wrote a shitty subject line, that's not on you. <laughs> that's on them. Uh, and they were actually actually smart that uh, they followed up on LinkedIn with you. And that's 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 really good. Like this omnichannel omnichannel approach where you uh, reach out on LinkedIn, then you comment, uh, and you reach out through email, then you comment on LinkedIn, then maybe you like something on Instagram, and you just create this uh, one side relationship, and then at, at some point that fifth or sixth six touch point will actually um, get you booked or at, le- at least start a conversation. Of course, of course, mate. So yeah, just, I just so I have two questions, you know, before going on to that. Uh, the first is, is kind of like uh, something that I always uh, ask out of the book kind of books kind of thing. So it's actually, is it actually morning or evening there or night? Uh, what's that? Uh, it's, a, it's a 6 p.m. here in Czech Republic. 
Okay, awesome. Six PM. So, who was actually the last person that you made smile today? <laughs> I love it. That's a great question. Um, I think it w- it would be um, my friend in our shared office, and we're we're just joking around, and I know that he was living with smile, so it would be Michal, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Awesome, 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 awesome. So, okay. So, one final question I have for you is that: uh, What do you would actually give as the best tip in the whole world, according to you, to a fellow podcaster in order to grow? The best tip in the whole world. Consistency. I I think just be consistent. Maybe don't lock into your um, analytics that often, and just do it for for the sake of of doing it and actually getting to know more about your guests if you are interviewing people and yes i would say as almost in everything consistency is key so if you choose that you will do two podcasts per week don't really compromise on that because once you miss that one week or once you once you create only one podcast per week and not two as you actually told to yourself said to yourself promised to yourself um it will create create more spaces for it will create more wiggle room for you know these uh, these exceptions, and once you realize, before you realize, you are not making podcasts at all. So just be very mindful about consistency, uh, not only in the podcast space, um, but in everything in your life that matters to you. Awesome, 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 mate. So uh, in case if people want to find you, of course, you know you are a really famous person, but still, if people want to find you, like uh, <laughs> what would be <laughs> uh what would be like uh, the places that they actually you know kind of find you active and you know kind of replying to dms and all this stuff uh where would be the place linkedin would be the best place to find me uh just send me a connection request there it's a linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash my name uh which is jakub zajicek um i post there every day um that's what i did i promised myself that i will post every day and i haven't missed a day uh on weekdays i post about podcasts uh, on weekends, I post about um, more mindset stuff. If you want to see more behind the scenes, uh, the best place to follow me is on Instagram. You can find me there uh, at Jacob on camera. And uh, I'm sharing a lot of stuff uh, from the days, for example, when I'm working out or uh, about discipline, about mental toughness. I recently finished 75 Heart program, which was amazing. I shared the whole thing there. And of course, if you want to appear on podcasts, um, maybe if you're growing your podcasts, um, actually attracting new audience uh, through becoming a guest on other podcasts is one of the best ways how to grow your podcast. Just reach out to me either through LinkedIn, as I mentioned, or directly through www.speakonpodcasts.com. Wow, wow, that's awesome, guys. So you heard it. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's obviously easy to find him. So you can just Google him as well. You can obviously pops up and everything. So thank you so much, uh, Jakob, for coming out to the podcast. It really, really means a lot. And you have shared really, really great insights. And uh, thanks also for batting with me all the, the, through 30 minutes. It was <laughs> it was an awesome journey, of course. So yeah, guys, uh, if you guys have any questions, you know, make sure that you can just ask him or you can leave in the comments. I'll definitely forward it to him so that I, or maybe I can tag him on a LinkedIn post. Probably he will reply. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's depends. <laughs> but uh, definitely he will uh, you know do his best but uh, thank you so much guys for listening and thank you so much Jakob for uh, hopping on to the show Jeffrey thank you very much it was amazing experience uh, you you are a great listener and you know how to ask questions I really enjoyed this interview thank you wow awesome awesome guys uh, guys I'll see you in the next podcast <laughs>